Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. So let's talk to Justin Nelson uh, right now. We're going to talk to him about uh, the current situation with the NPC. Mark Robinson's talk on the breakdown on Sunday has created uh, a hell of a lot of debate. Really, in terms of the NPC, the structures, standalone competition, is there a place for Super Rugby? How do we go about getting people back to the stadiums to watch these games and be a part of it? Is there enough, enough entertainment? Do we want to see big superstars from overseas playing in these uh, smaller provincial unions? There's plenty to debate, and Justin Nelson's going to talk to us. Morning, Justin. How you doing? Oh, very good morning. How are you guys? We're good, mate. We're good. We just uh, we had a great debate yesterday. Spoke to our, our awesome listeners and, and gave them opportunity to send through their ideas and their opinions on what should happen to the NPC level. Super Rugby. Mark Robinson saying what they have right now isn't working. What do you? What's your take on it, mate? Well, I think first and foremost, it's good to ask people. It's good to go to the fans mm. and, and ask them their thoughts because they are the most important people. So I would encourage everybody including what you guys are doing to keep going to the fans and, and mm. seeking their input and uh, and opinion. So well done to you. I think it's all about the ecosystem when it comes to sport. You need to strategically know what you want from each level of the sport, what you're aiming to get from each level of the sport and how you're going to deliver each level of the sport. And until you sort those things out, it's very hard to gauge whether something's successful or whether it's failing. And uh, I haven't seen the strategic plan, so I don't know. But mm. from the outside looking in, what I do know is Super Rugby, for me, is probably in the wrong business. It's in the business of high performance. And don't get me wrong, there's a high performance element whenever you're dealing with an elite competition. But Super Rugby needs to be in the business of entertainment. If you look at the big competitions around the world, yes, they're elite. Mm but they are all geared towards entertainment. And that's what the fans want. So NBA, NFL, EPL, AFL, NRL, they're all entertainment businesses. And I think when I look at it from the outside, I think that's the crux of the conversation right now in mm. building the ecosystem. Are you in the business of high performance or are you in the business of entertainment? And for me... I think to really take the game forward, Super Rugby needs to be in the business of entertainment. I, 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 on that entertainment, I, I know from a Crusaders' point of view, they tried to go down the the road of having entertainment at the stadiums. You know, putting lights around there, the fireworks, the the halftime shows. They had DJs and, and people at concerts pre-game, but they weren't getting a return on the investment. So they kind of put them off that. Are you saying that is that the road that they need to go down, make it more entertaining so that fans get a bit more than just the product of rugby on the field? 
Well, I think we fall into the trap of thinking that the business of entertainment mm. is putting on a show at the game. But if no yeah. one's turning up to the game, mm. you can put all the shows on that you want. The business of entertainment is about ensuring that we aren't holding back the best players from playing, that people know that they can buy a ticket and they're going to go along and they're going to see the best, that we get to meet the players, we get to be included and acknowledged as fans, mm. that we get competitive balance. I mean, competitive balance. Fans need to genuinely believe that their team has a chance to win every time they turn up or every time they turn on the TV. If you get that one element right, if people are entertained and they believe their team has a chance to win, they're going to up their fandom. So these are things that that aren't necessarily about putting on a band or putting on fireworks. It's about ensuring that the fan always feels like they're entertained, no matter where they are in the world, consuming that product at that time. Uh, tri- that tribalism that you talk about, if you look at the NBA, in, in our NFL, NRL um, and the AFL, uh, Justin, you know, they've when you're looking at their fan base, they they are entertained every week because of that tri- tribalism. I remember going through Melbourne, for instance, at a, in an AFL uh, weekend, and you couldn't you couldn't see anything except AFL shirts. Is it is it outdated? Is Super Rugby outdated? And the opportunity for NPC to to run an NRL model where it's just focused on franchised NRL. Uh, NPC teams as opposed to competitions and high performance? Look, it's a really good question and it's one that's coming up a little bit at the moment and I I think it comes down to, if you look at NPC, what what do you want it to be? For me, that's the question that needs to be answered and it probably hasn't been answered yet. It, It has to live within its means. That's the first thing. If you haven't got healthy and sustainable teams in any competition, they go under. Well, the competition goes mm. under and as a result the players have got nowhere to play so don't live beyond your means live within your means and really make sure that you're building a business that is healthy and sustainable but good sporting competitions mean something to the people so you need to stop and ask yourself what is it that we mean it to the people and then you play on those particular strengths so work out what you mean to the people and then i think the other thing is it must be an important part of the ecosystem. So if you look at all of those competitions around the world, and and quite often we talk about high performance in super rugby because these players go on and and represent the country at the international level. But the same can be said about the English Premier League. Those players still go on and represent their country, but not not to the level of sacrificing what they do in the entertainment product, which is the EPL. So... You need to have the best players being allowed to go out there and play and entertain and be a part of that product. And at the moment, I think there's a little bit of an imbalance here. Now, whether that then extends to what happens with NPC, I I don't know because I don't know what the strategic plan is. But it feels like at the moment there's either congestion or there's confusion over the competitions that are available. And, And the fans feel that. The fans are the first point of contact uh, with regards to how they react and respond to what's going on in that ecosystem. And at the moment, there's probably a little bit of confusion. How much of this lies on, on the players that are playing the game, uh, Justin? Like, are, they, are you seeing enough from a player's point of view, the fan engagement? I heard you touch on that. Yeah, look, that's, that, that's probably one of the most important points here mm. in any sport. The fact is that every single athlete 
in every single sport at every single level around the world all have one thing in common. Every single one of them, no matter how good they are, what level they've made it to, they all have one thing in common with each other. And that is they all started as a fan. Every single one of them. They started as a fan of the sport that they're playing. And I think the message that every athlete in every single level of the game needs to remember is the fans and the way you connect with the fans is what is going to propel you to be better, a better person, a better athlete in your career. And potentially earn more money, earn a greater living through the course of your career as well. Don't forget the fans because that's exactly where you started. Well, that's you know, without the fans, there is there is no money because they're the ones that buy your subscriptions and fill your stadiums. Just on that, Justin, I don't actually think we need to go and look overseas. If you have a look at, for instance, the FIFA World World Cup that's happening down here in Australasia at the moment. But if you go to a Warriors game and you look at the cr- the crossover fan, okay, so I'm I'm there every home game. Um, and what I've noticed over the, especially the this uh, post-COVID uh, time, is that the crossover fan has gone, and they're probably rugby fans have gone. Well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm much more, uh, more enjoying the entertainment that the the NRL are offering me as a product than going to a Super Rugby or a, um, a NPC game. I actually think the answers are right here on our doorstep. I just think it needs, and and this is the question to you: the courage of a decision to be made to say we can't run both Super Rugby and the NPC one has to go. Yeah, I, I totally agree with with your summation of uh, the Warriors. I, I think what we're seeing right now in, in New Zealand, and, and obviously I come out of the, the Australian fandom model, and, and they're incredibly tribal over there. You mentioned AFL before. One in 23 Australians are a paid-up member of an AFL team. It's quite wow. remarkable. Uh, the average attendance at AFL games is the fourth highest of any competition in the world. So that's how passionate and deeply entrenched tribally they are in their competition. From what I've seen in New Zealand the last couple of years, I think the best entertainment product in sport is basketball. I think basketball is doing a brilliant job. Uh, Breakers, sells NBL, we're seeing it in the women's league now, Tohi a brilliant job at entertaining fans whilst they are right there in the heat of the moment uh, at these social events. Remember, fans want to socialise. Nine out of ten fans go to an event to socialise. I think the Warriors are as close to a tribal fan base uh, as you will see in New Zealand right now. They are right up the top for tribalism and basketball is right up the top for entertainment. Other sports need to go and learn. They need to listen. They need to engage. They need to bring outsiders in to help learn these aspects of how to uh, deal with, work with, and benefit from fandom. Be keen to get your take on this, Justin, just based off what you've just said there about the Warriors and fandom and the, the social aspect, because your home ground is a big part of that, right? It is, it is like being in your lounge, if you like. It is where you go. It is your common ground. There has been some talk about postseason the Warriors may be taking a playoff game to Eden Park. Cam George, I know, listens to the show. What would you tell Cam about that from your point of view? Is it worth getting ten thousand extra bums on seats for, you know, bandwagon jumpers? Or do you keep it where <laughs> your home is? 
Well, no, it always comes down to the benefit that, that's, that's, you know, being put in front of the organisation at the time. It's a business. Let's not forget that sport is a business and, and we're in the business of entertainment. And if we can entertain more people and that extra 10,000 becomes an additional 10,000 tribal fans of that organisation, I would say 100% do it. Absolutely do as much as you can to deliver more of what you do, more of how you entertain to the fans. If you can bring in more fans, that's everybody's dream. I mean, we started this conversation talking about why are fan numbers dropping from other sports. If you can increase your fandom, 100%. Have we been thinking about this from a former player's point of view and why it's going on? Can can it be safe? You know, I made the pathways through Hawke's Bay and went through Super Rugby and went on, and I feel like that pathway is different now. Can we do a U-turn and backtrack and and go back to that old format or yeah can it be saved Justin so my question back to you is what are you trying to say I'm I'm worried I'm worried from a provincial point of view that we're losing it from a Hawks Bay I just got so much respect for for Hawks Bay and the provincial unions that I feel like they're just getting left out and getting left out of the picture yeah, so I, I think if if you go to the extreme of saying, can you save something, of course you can save something. Mm. Because provided you make it important to the people and you're delivering to the people what they want it to be and what they need it to be, of course it can be saved. Mm. What you need to rediscover is what does it mean to the people? Go and find out what it means to the people. Speak to them. Get to the coalface and engage with these people because they are your customers. It's a business. Let's not forget that. So let's find out what's important to them and then work towards that. But it feels like at the moment in the ecosystem, it's really important that we work out what super rugby means to people and what it has to be to the people. We know what the All Blacks mean to people. And it's not just rugby, it's every sport. Every sport goes through a time when they need to sit back and they need to work out what they mean to the people. Go and speak to the people. Find out. If it means something to you, they need to come and speak to you. They need to find out what it means to you, and they need to work out whether they can... uh, And I don't like using the word save because I think every sport has a place and every competition has a place. But if it needs to be rejigged, if it needs a change, if it needs to go through a process of innovation, then do it. Change is the big thing in sport right now. Any sport that's not changing and innovating has already left the building. It's behind the eight ball already. Yeah, get out of the car park and get back in that building as fast as I can. Hypothetically, Justin, just one last question from me to you. Uh, And we know everything grows from a seed. What is that first seed that needs to be planted to get some action? I I, I think if I I think about um, some of the projects that I've been involved in, what I can honestly say hand on heart is it starts with people who don't like change and who aren't willing to innovate mm. or aren't willing to adapt. It starts with those people getting up and leaving the room. In all honesty, there are so many people in sport who are so afraid of change, who are so afraid of innovation, so afraid of doing things differently mm. that they continue to sit at the table and they hold up what has to be done to take a sports business into the new age, into the future, and riding the wave of this new demographic. The young people coming through do things 
want things and consume things differently, the people who are reluctant to change, the first thing is they need to leave the table. Okay, diehard provincial union, stubborn NZR cronies and high schools and that mix? Oh, that's not for me to say because I don't know those people. But what I would encourage... <laughs> Kempi spoke about do, it today. <laughs> <laughs> if you are holding up change and innovation, please stand up, take a step back and allow people to sit at the table who are thinking about change and innovation. Because as I said, any sport out there right now that isn't embracing those things is already falling behind. Beautiful. Justin, we appreciate you coming on the show and talking about what needs to change in terms of Super Rugby, NZR and provincial level. They're just up the corridor here and I reckon I'll send Kempe down with his off-the-back fence and just read it out at the front door and see what reaction he gets out of. What do you reckon? He'll get a, a welcome in the door or a push out of the door? Who, me? No, Kempe. Kempe's we'll go together. Gonna walk, we'll go together, Kempe's going to walk down with you, oh, hand right. in hand, to NZR. Officers just up the corridor here and maybe uh, read out a few statements that you've just spoken about. Oh, look, I'm inviting you to that table every day of the week because the one thing that you can never replace is the passion and emotion of uh, a fan mm. and certainly one that uh, has history in the game. So first one at the table, mate. Beautiful, Justin. We appreciate it, mate. You have a good day. Thanks so much for joining us. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Awesome, awesome conversation and chat with Justin Nielsen and there's uh, plenty of messages coming through. Not everyone can afford Sky TV, so they need to be a connect with young fans. They need to be some rugby free to air so it's visible for young fans. Totally agree. Couldn't agree more. There needs to be rugby. Men of the days, you know, flocking on Channel 1 and you get a County's Monaco playing at Pukakawi, John Ami Vendiri, you know, the big names, yeah. and you just love the afternoon footy, free to air on TV. Why well, don't they do it? Well, even, you know, back, uh, I remember when Sky first came on board, you mm. know, and so TV1, as it was then, lost it live, but they used to show them delayed, so they're about a half behind, about 40 minutes behind. So you could still watch it free to wear. You just weren't watching it live, live, right? Mm. Um, and that was gold. I, I remember one of my uncles, you'll love this, is he? One of my uncles, he wasn't going to shout out for Sky. So he'd watch it on TV and Z. And one of my other uncles, who didn't really care about rugby, would just find out the score and he would oh. ring him at half time. <laughs> and, and, and he would ring and my uncle would pick up the phone. Uncle Alan would pick up the phone. Uncle Ray would be like, 23, 16 counties. And they hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Alan just stopped answering the phone during the rugby. Oh, mate. That's where you get a clip around the ears. Yeah. The worst. Something like that, when you go pick up Dad's newspaper and you ruin it. Yeah. And he hasn't read it yet. And he gets it back. It's all in bits. And you're yeah. like, mate, that is the same as that. Just the spoiler alerts are well and truly. One, one, one thing I really like about that um, conversation with Justin is about, you know, like stepping outside of the room. Like, mm. if you're not innovative and you don't want change you are actually holding the sport up um, and we can we've got a texter here that just talked about live live golf like live golf did that mm. like they went well we've had enough and the players went well yeah okay we, we've had enough too and all of a sudden that that little change has made a massive change to what that looks like in the future and I think that's probably the the there's so many movable parts in that conversation I think that was probably you know when I asked what, what's the first seed that you'd plant well the first seed you plant you've got to leave you've got to get the 
wrong wrong people leave the building and get the right people back what's into the, it. What's that old saying? If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Hundred yeah. percent. I remember change too. Leon McDonald come to the Crusaders and he changed the way we defended as for fullback. And I thought, wow, I can't do this. I've been defending the same way. Wings on strings. Now we had two fullbacks in the back and it saved my energy. I was only moving 10, 15 metres across the field. At the start, I was nervous as hell. I was so apprehensive of making the change. Then I made the change, and once I got a feel of it, I was like, mate, what was I scared of? Yeah. You know, we've made the change, and that's that's a great bloody um, conversation on it, boys, like talking about change, and some mm. people are scared of it. I think you just got to go out there, go out on the limb. That's the most successful businessman in the world. They go out there, they try things you don't know until you give it a go. We'll be back soon, boys. Little Sinozzi and Kempi for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day.